Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. The jazz session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. The jazz session is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. Today's guest is bassist Yoris Tepe. From his album "We Take No Prisoners," here's the title track. My guest is bassist, composer, bandleader Yoris Tepe. His new album is called "We Take No Prisoners."、Uh, it's a big band record, and it's my pleasure、uh, to have you here on the show. Thanks. Thank you, man. And and、too. thanks for having me over. We're doing this in your backyard, which is gorgeous.、Right. And before we start talking about the music,、uh, we have to mention very quickly that your backyard backs up to a high school with some very famous graduates. So, so just because it's fun, tell us some of the people who graduated from the school behind your house. Well, some of the Isley Brothers,、um, Jessica Parker, John Travolta, and、um, I think Jimi Hendrix was there, but I don't know if he graduated here.、Well, that's pretty incredible. So yeah. <laughs> So、uh, the new album we take no prisoners is a, a large ensemble record,、uh, but it's not nearly as large as the first large ensemble that you wrote music for last year, which was almost ninety pieces. Right? Can you talk about that and how that led to the record that we're talking about? Yeah,、today? I was sort of、uh, commissioned.、Uh, I was invited actually to、uh, to perform with the symphony orchestra back in my country, where I'm from. I'm from the Netherlands. And、um, I go there regularly because I'm heading a jazz program over there. So,、um, well, I had to do、um, a, an hour of music for my quartet with the symphony orchestra, and、uh, that was a big challenge. But、um, I didn't do it all alone. I did it with、uh, Don Braden, who I, I partner with frequently, and so、uh, it was great to do it. And、um, and it came out. Pretty nice, I must say. We did、uh, a couple concerts, and、um, and it was、uh, getting my feet wet in the music, in the in writing for symphony. 
was a very great experience. Um, like I had no idea how to write for harp and and all kinds of stuff. Like you know that you, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's I like to be challenged. And um, but somebody um, heard the concert and invited me to come to uh, play with the uh, the radio orchestra in Romania in in Bucharest, Romania. So of course I, I accepted that offer. Um, but it wasn't until later that I found out that it wasn't the symphony orchestra, but it was a big band. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to rewrite all the music for, instead of probably 85 or 90 people, I had to write it for a big band of 17 people. And um, and it was really uh, actually another challenge and, an, and another great adventure. And um, the result was, was pretty satisfying and so... When I came back to New York, I was thinking like, well, I did all this work. I might as well start my own big band now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had no idea. Of, I had no ambition before it of doing that. I've been playing in so many big bands for years. Um, but I've never... Or I've, I've written a little, sometimes some pieces for various bands, but never started my own band. So, um, And these days... Um, I mean, that's not your question, but I'm going, going, you know, talking away here. Um, if you have a good computer program and uh, like Sibelius or Finelli, I don't know if I can make uh, advertisements here. <laughs> sure. But, <laughs> um, but you can hear back uh, from the computer pretty accurately of what you write. So um, you don't need to. Um, and then, together with my experience of, of playing in big bands for maybe 20 years, yeah, I kind of figured it out how to do it, even though I, I'm not formally trained uh, for arranging for big bands. Let's go back to the, the symphony experience. Can you talk about some of the challenges of composing music that was going to be played by both improvising and non-improvising musicians? Well, yeah. The, the the nice thing about that is that um, as a composer you have to if you know who you're writing for it's so much easier because you kind of know what the musicians that you write for are capable of and what what would work for them so you always that if 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 that's the situation then you can just write to bring the best out of them and obviously you don't want to write things that they will have trouble with doing so, so mostly um, the improvised parts are with the jazz quartet and the symphony orchestra uh, is not improvising, but um, the conductor is actually, he has to be sensitive to uh, what the jazz people in the, in the group are doing in, in terms of like cueing in the orchestra. And, and actually what I heard back from the orchestra members is that what I wrote for them was pretty challenging because it wasn't uh, just uh, footballs of, of what we call, what we say like uh, easy notes like long notes right. just comping for for the for the soloist but it was a lot of um, true composed stuff that um, that was all written down but it wasn't it's not improvised but it, it and it I didn't ask them to swing and to improvise so but it's it's difficult. You have, really have to think about it how you do that. <laughs> and and so it sounds like in that piece there was interaction between the quartet and the orchestra beyond, like you said, beyond just comping. There was actually depending on what the quartet was doing, 
that would determine when the orchestra came in and, and played its parts and how. Right, but also there are parts... It, it was actually a suite of three pieces without any stops. And um, some parts of it were without the quartet. It was just the symphony orchestra playing their thing. So I, I also wanted to have it a sim- make it a symphony, not just um, them comping the jazz group, the jazz guys. So... Uh, sometimes we just had, a, had to wait for them to do their whole uh, string uh, inter- intermezzo, and then we were just like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, but also, what you can, what what is cool is like, if they play their whole thing, and then the jazz people, if you write down the harmony of what they do, then they can improvise over it. So um, it's a lot of possibilities, actually, and I, I would like to do it more. What was it like in the first rehearsal when you heard the symphony playing your music for the oh, first time? Oh, It's unbelievable. I mean, okay, I was talking about those computer programs that it, they can play it back to you, but it's, it's really not the same thing <laughs> as a full orchestra. No, it was incredible. And, uh, yeah, my my goal is uh, someday to, um, to make a CD of that because we, we recorded the concerts, but it's not good enough quality to put on a CD. So uh, when it was time to go to Romania and write for the 17-piece band, was that a completely different music, or did you take some of the music that you had already done for the symphony and repurpose it? Yeah, yeah, I take I took some of that music, and um, I had to figure out to uh, like what the what the strings were doing. Like, how could I convert that to the big band? Because you know you can't just give that to the trombones; it doesn't work like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I made some uh, alterations and some different things, but uh, I guess there's an airplane... Uh, it sounds like it, yeah. By, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are still... We are only uh, 10 minutes away from New York, but it's still uh, New York, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, you mentioned uh, working with Don Braden uh, on the arranging aspects yep. of this project. Uh, can you talk about, uh, a little more detail about that, what that, what that meant, what Don brought to uh, the arranging? Well, he is very... Uh, skilled and knowledgeable and and he is he's he's a guy who would like buy books about it and and uh, and study how to do it in addition to his his natural talent and experience and where i am more a a guy of uh, like i have a lot of uh, ideas so the ideas are coming and coming and coming and but you cannot all do them sometimes some ideas don't work for like i wrote this incredible difficult passage for harp that was just you know i didn't know about all the pedals of the harp so he he knows all that stuff so he corrected that and helped me but so it was more um, it was a good um, balance between us were there things about writing for despite the fact that you've played in big bands for a couple of decades were there things about uh about writing or arranging the music that surprised you or things you encountered that you uh, were particular maybe challenges or things that were particular joys for you as you were doing well, you got good questions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice questions. Maybe that's not such a nice thing to say, but um, but I I've been playing in many big bands where I was really bored. Um, uh, well, but I don't mention any names, so sure. no, you know. But <laughs> but it's so obvious. So a lot of times, you know, the music is so obvious, and and everything is just predictable, and it's it's boring. And and I'm not like that. I want to be. I like to get people surprised, the listeners and the musicians, but um, it shouldn't be 
too much. Like it, it has to be an adventure to listen to the music. That's what I. That's what my goal is. Uh, where it's still swinging and it's still groovy and pleasant uh, for the ear, but you're like, when you're listening, you're like, wait a minute, I've never heard this before. This is kind of hip, you know. So uh, that's always what I. So it's in the back of my mind and. It's it's basically composing and playing jazz is not such a big difference because you know you're improvising all the time when you play as well and then when you compose you just have more time to explore your ideas and and um, and repeat it and see if you like it so. Playing off that thing about big band music sometimes being boring. Um, if you look at the music, and I'll just take her as an example because she's in the liner notes here, but of Maria Schneider, her music is music that sounds like it was actually composed for the ensemble that's going to play it. It wasn't composed for a quartet and then some trumpets who were going to come in and do little horn hits every once in a while. Right. It was composed for the orchestra, the big band, as an organic whole. Um, and I'm guessing since she was one person that you went to. Uh, for comment on your music that maybe your compositional style is somewhat similar to that yeah um, I don't mean I don't mean similar in any other way than composing for the band as an entire entire whole well I mean her music is also um, uh, fresh to me when I hear her music it's it's um, she has all kinds of uh, good ideas that you kind of never heard before and she knows how to use the certain instruments to make something new of course uh, Duke Ellington is, is somebody that we all um, take um, inspiration from and maybe one of the, the current composers is, or arrangers is, is Jim McNeely he's also a little bit like that but yeah I don't want to compare myself to anybody really but um, but those are people that I, that inspire me sure. and, and so yeah I, I've listened to a lot of big bands uh, while I was doing this project, just to see, to check um, what I was doing and comparing myself. Yeah, so kind of researching, you know. So I want to make sure that uh, people can put what you're doing now in some kind of context. So I know you, you've lived in New York now for almost two decades. Uh, what what made you first come here? What made that seem like a good idea? Um, it actually was never planned, really, but uh, when I was living in Amsterdam... Uh, every time when I heard people from New York performing, it was just so amazing and so much uh, higher quality and more to uh, to my heart, to what I like, than than the local stuff that was going on. 
that I was like, well, it's a no-brainer. I got to go there and, and check out what's going on there. You know why that that's they are that's so uh, so much better there. So I came here and um, on a scholarship actually to study for a few months, four months or so with Ron Carter, and um, never never studied with him that long actually. But uh, but I started to get gigs and started working and then um, I was like after the four months were over I was like well what, there's no point of going like let's see where this adventure will take me and I never thought I would stay here for for that long but hey I'm still here so <laughs> um, so in the in those two decades you've had a chance to perform with some incredible people and you've had a lot of incredible people in your own bands uh, are there some moments that kind of stand out for you I mean some times when you were on stage and you thought wait a minute this is I can't believe I'm on stage right now this is pretty incredible I guess so. Yeah, that you can definitely. That definitely happened to me. Um, the, one of the, the incredible experiences was playing with Benny Golson, um, and what I really uh, learned from that was like when he plays the melody of Whisper Not. It's just now nobody can play it like that, and uh, you don't even need to have a solo after that. You know, it's like. <laughs> 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 And then it, it, all the young stars or, or anybody under 50 uh, cannot play it like that. You know, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, that was a moment where I really felt like, well, this is like, you know, this is what I uh, always dreamed of. Why do you think that is? What, what makes Benny's performance of a tune like that so much different from everyone else's? I guess um, it's just uh, his... The, the history and and the uh, well, he's a genius anyway. But um, it's it's directly the roots from where it all came from. You know, I mean, he's been playing with, I mean, he's been around Charlie Parker and all those guys, and and that's just it can be uh, it, that's the source. So another uh, great experience for me is playing with Rashid Ali, who I've been playing with now for about eight years. And um, I wish that more people would notice him because he deserves it, and, and that's that's a whole uh, different approach of music that was really an eye opener to me. Like you don't think of notes, or you, you think of uh, energy. What, wow, you know what a amazing uh, concept is that. And Rashid was actually the next person I was going to ask you about, and he also appears uh, on We Take No Prisoners, the, right. the new large ensemble record. Um, and when I think of Rashid Ali, I don't really think of him in the context of a of a large ensemble. No. Talk about what that was like, if you would. Um, well, we, we became good friends since I play with him for so long now. And um, so when I told him I was going to do this, uh, and I asked him, to um, to be involved for for a tune, he he happily agreed to it. And um, what I did is uh, the piece that he plays on. Um, I I didn't give him any music. I just said, man, just listen and do your thing. That's what you always do, and don't worry about what everybody else. Just just uh, and then it, it, that that's how the result came. This was well, we did two takes actually, but this was the best take. And um, and it's really. I, I knew I know how he plays because we've been so close so, for so long now. So I knew what would uh, work with him. You know, if you if you want him to do a a, a regular uh, big band piece like uh, Jimmy Dorsey, it doesn't work. You know. So, right. Yeah. 
how did you come to uh, play with him originally? Oh, I was just uh, introduced to him by uh, one of his former me band members, uh, Jimani Smith, who's not in the band anymore. Um, and uh, we went to his basement and started jamming, and he was like, man, you know, where have you been all those years? <laughs> <laughs> so ever since, um, it's, yeah, we feel really good together. Like, as a bass player and drummer, that's very important, as everybody knows, yeah. Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because he's... Uh because he's so focused on energy, what does that demand of you as a bassist, or allow you to do as a bassist? Well, in the beginning, um, I was kind of confused what to do, uh, what would work with him, because um, I had to let go of uh, a lot of things, of a lot of um, uh, presumptions and a lot of um, rules that you think that you have to go by always. For example... Um, if you want to play a 20-minute piece completely free, up-tempo and fast, <laughs> how is that going to stay interesting? But it, it, it is. It's very interesting what happen, what's happening. It's hard to explain in words, actually. It's, it's better to listen. People should check out his new record, Life in Europe. That I don't know if you have it already, but it just came out. Does the kind of focus demanded of playing with somebody like Rashid, does that help bring everything else into focus when you're playing in a more traditional setting? It just opened my eyes for new ways of uh, playing music. So I don't know if that helps in, if you play uh, more traditional music, then um, that doesn't really work. I mean, I do, I, I like to play, for example, when I play with Benny Golson or with Rashid Ali, it's a very different style and very different approach, even though they probably would like to play with each other, I guess, but, uh, but yeah, I play really different with them. It just, um, it's just the more experience you have doing different things, uh, the better it is. But um, there's no direct recipe for how to use everything, you know. It's, it's also, every day is, is a little different and every gig is a little different, every solo is a little different, you never know what 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 moment the moment is different and can be of different inspiration to you sure my guest is Joris Tepe his new album with the Joris Tepe big band is called We Take No Prisoners on Twins Records and uh, it's just been a, a complete pleasure to, to talk with you and spend time with you I really thank you for doing it sure you're welcome thanks thanks for coming That's Joris Tepe from his album, We Take No Prisoners. You've been listening to The Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. 
Every episode of The Jazz Session is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. The Jazz Session has an email mailing list, which is a great way to win free music. You can sign up at thejazzsession.com. If you're on Facebook, there's a group for the show. Just search for The Jazz Session, and you can find it and join. I give away music there, too. The theme music for this show is by the Respect Sextet online at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed the Jazz Session logo. The Jazz Session is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States license. Thank you so much for listening. Support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.